<laughs> you, uh, I have a question about your site. Yeah. You have it, right? Barely. No, that's this is what I was going to ask you about your glasses because from you you from time to time do wear your glasses, but then sometimes you don't wear your glasses. The reason I wear glasses is twofold. Number one, distance. Okay. Okay. Number two, eyebrows. Uh, uh, to hide the fact that you don't have them, or to it gives distract me eyebrows. from the fact that you yeah. don't have it them. It does kind of give you eyebrows. It it's eyebrows. true. Uh, do you uh, you wear them when you drive? Then I have to. Yeah. I I mean I can drive without them. I don't feel comfortable driving. Right. Without You're them nearsighted. Either. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's street signs for me. Glasses uh, only at this table today. It's Giddy true. Up. Eight eyes. Giddy up. Bunch of old men. <laughs> <laughs> and I need new glasses. I can't. My I can't read even with these now. Really? Yeah. I'm so yeah, thankful hard. I don't need glasses to read. And that's why I listen to audiobooks, Johnny Miles, <laughs> who gives me shit I don't for know. Not no. reading you books. Just, you said you were reading a book, and I was like, oh, reading a book. <laughs> no, it's it's my elitism. Yes, now, now, yes. That, now that finally, 49 years into my life, I discovered that I enjoy reading. So finally. <laughs> right, right, sure. Yeah, I was a moron up until then. Still a moron. Uh, water, gentlemen? Yes, please. Sure. Hello. address before we ask the question oh, yes. the non-elephant elephant in the room <laughs> he's an adorable elephant what an adorable <laughs> elephant we have with us today ah oh, stop it this is what i was gonna say uh before we were when we were i thought we were recording we're not recording we are now uh we happen we often uh threat dare i say promise of something that may happen from one week to the next where we go, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that next week. And then we don't get to it. Or like, oh, we should do that at one point. But we have, I should say we. I didn't have anything to do with it. RJ did it. <laughs> Followed through. And we have with us in the house, Mr. Darren Good. Wow. Huzzah. Round of applause. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah. Don't look at us when you talk to us because it takes you around uh, with the microphone. Okay. Yeah. I one see. of these I'm a rookie no, at this. No so, eye contact. Yeah. yeah. You can. You just kind of have to, you got to have to like do a little. Like the pivot move, and I feel titillated for being two characters and a clown's friend. Aww. you can is also that, is that the, that podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can also okay. hold the microphone if you'd yeah. like. You can also oh, hold yeah. it. Yeah, if you want. To. If you want, to, it's hard. It's to hard. Eat. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's gonna be hard to eat no matter. It's gonna be hard to eat and talk no matter what. We're gonna what get you. to you in a minute. So All right, eat. I'll be here eating. But first, would you like to ask the question? the question? The question. Do you know what the question is? You might know no. the question. What's the question? Because it's usually directed towards RJ. Oh, what are we having? Yes, yes, yes. But I will answer that question this time because I, uh, for the first time, am cooking for the boys. This is the Slonina, uh, internationally known Slonina ramen. Where internationally? Germany? Uh, did you make this? In- I didn't make this in Germany, but it didn't has make been any in- pies in Germany either, did you? I actually didn't make it anywhere <laughs> other than the States, but it has been enjoyed by people from other countries. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> it, uh, 
That works. It's internationally loved. I like that. Internationally yeah. loved. There you go. There you uh-huh. go. Yeah. So this is uh, this is my my little take on ramen that I just found a recipe for online, and then I use my um, Instapot to to cook it. It's 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 very simple. Now, yeah. Oh, really? It's, is it? It's super. <laughs> Tell simple. us how simple. <laughs> it's just got a seven minute egg in it, and uh, some bok choy, uh, some chicken breast. Sorry, and uh, some. Uh, 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 s- a seaweed snack and um, just ramen noodles from the package um, that I just kind of you know throw away the seasoning and just use the noodles and then the the top well uh, along with some um, not quite soy sauce it's um, uh, Bragg's amino amino liquid liquid aminos and then to top it all off some chili oil. For heat, yeah, man. And level four is a nice. Is that, is that it's good a enough? nice level for okay, me great. for sure. Great, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd give myself a little bit extra too, just to just to be around it. So, so tell me, yes, because uh, this is not the kind of thing that it 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 is placed in front of you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had a little bok choy in my throat. Mm. No, not really. It's placed in in front of you, and then you go, oh, look how lovely this is, and then you mix it all up. So how would one just go about, I mean, you just kind of go about eating the individual parts individually. Yeah, yeah. Then have your egg and then have a little bok choy next and then have a thing of chicken. Maybe, you know, you know. Um, throw a little soy paper on there throw once a little in a while. So- yeah, yeah. A little seaweed paper seaweed on paper. it. And then uh, grab a noodle or two while you're doing each of those things. RJ's going full chopstick. Mm-hmm. I got new plates for this because I usually put these in like just normal, like small soup plates for the family. And it's just like, it's just not quite right. Now having these new huge plates is just like, wow, there's not a lot of soup in this. It's like I realized that it's more noodles than it is liquid. Oh, it's good. Very good, Jim. It's delicious. So I double dipped on the, um, I triple dipped on the uh, chili oil. Okay. I added two, like two more tablespoons, and I could probably use more. Oh really? God. Yeah. Maybe just that. Maybe just the chili oil itself is not very spicy. Mm, no, well, it's got it's got brand, it's nice. brand wise. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. nice. It's not. Yeah. It's not one of those heats that attacks you, which allows you to control it. So, Jimmy, this is delicious. Your seven minute your seven minute egg is fucking perfect. That egg is thanks, man. Yeah, that egg is money, baby. Great. Your eggs are so money, and you don't even know it. <laughs> and I do do it a little differently. I do do. I boil the water first, and then once it's boiled, then I drop the eggs in, which is really a challenge because it could break. You know, sometimes it does, but I don't know. That's that's kind of how I did it. Seven minutes you do too, and I boil it for seven minutes. I don't like reduce the heat. I just huh. keep it at a boil for seven minutes, and then I take it out, put it in an ice bath for five, and then that's what you got. And they look perfectly shelled, too. Yeah, well, mm. sometimes. Here's what I think about that. It's funny that you mentioned that because I have been, uh, I've made a couple batches of deviled eggs, the, dev- <laughs> the devil's eggs, the devils. recently. And with my soft-boiled egg, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, I like to start it in the cold, turn it on till it gets to boil, then once it's boiling, let it sit. Mm-hmm. For, for 12 minutes. Yeah, 11, 12, yeah, something like that. And it's it's pretty good, mm-hmm. but they're not easy to peel that way. No, they're not. And when you don't have a, an easy... Because the, the yolk, obviously, you want it to stay kind of softish, but then the white part 
it's also kind of soft. Not soft. It's cooked, but it's not as it's, firm. It's not as firm. Thank you for the word. And so then they're harder to peel. So I think with the devil, you have to go a little. You have to go a little heavier on the boil. Just as long as you don't go to that. Uh, uh, the the. What is the c word? Not that one. <laughs> Name one. It's a family podcast. Come on. No sulfur. Not cs. Sulfur. That sulfur green. Sulfur. Right. Right. Yeah. As long as you don't do that sulfur yeah, green, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. 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 But yeah. But so I think I I think I got to go two different methods. On the boiling. Speaking of your deviled eggs, um, our our uh, our dear friend and uh, locker room mate, uh, Mr. Kane Keenan, sent me a lovely video last night of a woman who made her own um, charcuterie board. Okay. Out of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is mayonnaise based, or it, it it's Wait. mayonnaise that's sculpted to look like charcuterie. It's mayonnaise. And then she sprinkles stuff on the mayonnaise, then eats it with her finger. Oh, so she has a board. Yeah. She puts on mayonnaise onto mm-hmm. the. I, yeah, I thought like what you were thinking, like a a, a board made out of mayonnaise. Oh, oh no, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> oh, what I weren't? was thinking is a board, and it looks like nuts oh, and and, oh, oh, and fruit oh, and stuff, nope. but it's all like sculpted colored mayonnaise. I'm on board now. I probably wouldn't have because gagged I would be it. into yeah. that. I That'd probably wouldn't have gagged. How strawberry, yeah. RJ? <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gagged as soon as I did had it been shaped like other stuff. So how was it presented? Um, like a board of multicolored jizz, just dollops of, of- dollops and schmears, artistic schmears <laughs> with sprinkles. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and then what do you? What do you dip into it? To- her finger. <laughs> she dipped her finger into it and licked it off. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's hot. Yeah. And she dabs a little behind each ear. Oh, oh God. <laughs> sure way to never have sex with RJ. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Thank you, Jimmy. This is good. This is fantastic. Glad, glad you like it. Getting full, though. But you are right. You have you have one. I'm going to add a, just a little more chili. There you go. Chili sauce, too. Yeah. Um, I'll go from a two to a three. Uh, it's you have been you you've been threatening to cook us ramen, but you're like I don't I don't know if it's really podcast edible food. Like, yeah, it is a little sloppy. There's gonna be some slurping and some slopping, and it's small enough of a uh, of a meal that we could probably get it done and then talk. Yeah, no, that's good. Real. Um, yeah, it's really the, kind of the only thing I know how to make that it's like looks good, tastes good. I can make it for four people. <laughs> like you know, uh, so yeah. Uh, RJ has something to say, but he has his mouth full, so he doesn't want to be rude. So I'm going to go straight to ask to uh, Darren something. Darren, welcome to the yeah, pod. Hello. Darren, we uh, we performed uh, together uh, the other day. Yeah, yes, which was really fun. Twelve thirty show. Twelve thirty. Twelve twelve thirty clown show. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Good group of people. It is a really group. Great of people. audiences that come out to it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really fun. Um, are you like, are you like on like a, are you a, a kind of a cast member of 1230? Is it, could you consider yourself like Yeah, a, I would say so. There's a the group roster. of us. Yeah. Like there's a group of us that we get together every Wednesday and it's kind of like a membership type thing. Uh-huh. So we pay like a monthly fee and then we hire teachers to come in to teach Great. clown oh, class. Uh, yes. Like, uh. Every week, uh huh. Sometimes it's the same one for two weeks, or we switch it every week, or yeah. But uh, no, it's really good. There's a there's a core group of us that are there, but then also people can drop in for like twenty five dollars. So, right, right. So and it's just like a 
an my, hour of clown, you know, it's like a vitamin shot of clown for the week. Just yeah, to keep yeah, your yeah. skills a little, little sharp. You know, how many are you roughly? Well, on and off, I, I mean, guess, it, right? two. There's no. probably <laughs> there's probably eight of us. Yeah, I would yeah. say that are eight or nine that are there most of the time, right. and then. I've seen the class get up to like 15, 17 You've people. got Benedict, you've got Marlene. Yeah, uh, Riley, uh, Yasu. 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 Kristen has been coming along. Same old uh, shit. Yeah, same old shit. <laughs> I told him that the other uh, day too. Put me on the spot. I can't remember. Uh, um, uh, is uh, Trisha? Trisha. She's in there. She wasn't in the show. Not this last one, yeah, but yeah, she's but done the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not everybody is like Cirque du Soleil performers. No, like, no, we have... Uh, like Kristen, what does she do? I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And there's Gollin. Oh, I hope I pronounced that right. He's like an accountant, so he yeah. comes in and kills it. And Yeah, Benedict has asked me to to teach to teach a, a workshop. That'd be great. And like I, I, I said no at the beginning because I was like, I don't know what to do. I have no... He asked me like around December, Christmas time. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I don't really have Yeah, anything, it's tricky because you know? it, it, it's different people coming in. There's different levels. And I just don't, I don't, I, I never teach. Yeah. I, I, I don't like have any sort of curriculum or anything like that. And then I just started to think about it more and more. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have an idea. So. And it goes by fast. At the hour? It's like an hour and there's like sure. usually 14, 15 people there. Oh, right, right, right. So it goes by quick, but it's it's always, it's no, always worth it for uh, for me to go in and just. Do a little little clowning for sure, an hour, you know. Yeah, I kind of have an idea. We talked about it on the pod the uh, the dynamics of movement of like you know um, percussive, sustained, uh, vibratory, vibratory. What's the uh, suspended, collapsed? That's five. Is it five? God, I always forget the last one. Latent. What? No, not latent. Percussive, vibratory, sustained, uh, slinky. <laughs> Napping? Mm-hmm. Napping. Mm-hmm. Moment Prone. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I have to look it up on my phone? Snaky. <laughs> Slimy? Swinging. Hip-hop. Swinging. Oh, Swinging. the last yeah. one. Uh, and then the develop- most fun one. Sure, sure. The, the, one of the most challenging ones. Uh, and, and creating characters using that. Or developing characters that you already have using you know, these ideas and stuff. So I think I'm going to come in and try to try to do that. And That'd see be what awesome. Happens. Yeah, we'd love, love yeah. it. So. Love the variety of teachers that come in too. And it's just, you know, it's different uh, exercises, mm-hmm. different, different points of view. So it's always, it's just awesome. Like, That's great. I love it. Oh, I'm excited to come in. All right, RJ, you finished your bite. What were you going to say? Let's back it's up. on. I ate so fast that I'm now uncomfortably full and regretting it because like, it's so good. So I'm just sitting here trying not to like shit or, or vomit. Wow. Uh, it, it would make for good content. On a video your, show. Your content would make for good content. <laughs> no, I think we'd have some, we'd have, huh? we'd have a good reaction to it. Okay. Um, I am, I want to go back further and talk about your funny accent that you have and how you got to Las Vegas. I don't know what you're you, talking about. Where, <laughs> where you come from. What so, accent? Why does everybody um, keep saying that? <laughs> you we, all have the accent. Because <laughs> we know, I know you through Cirque. Yeah. But I don't know how long have you been in Las Vegas. You uh, you you are from Canada. Yeah, I'm from New Brunswick. Fredericton, New Brunswick. Where's that? It's right above Maine. Okay. So we have like, the further you go east, the more thick the accent gets to like Irish, Scottish, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. But uh yeah, I've been out 
So there it is. It's right fine. There. <laughs> it is. I've been out of the US, out of the U.S. or out of Canada for a while, so I've dropped a lot of my accent. But you can obviously still tell it's there. But but is that Quebec? New, uh, New Brunswick? No, that's, a, that's it's, its own. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's even east of Quebec. Yeah, it's before you get to Nova Scotia. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's maritime province. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah so famous know. for their stew. New Brunswick? New Brunswick stew. And their and bowling lobster. equipment. And lobster. Oh, yeah. Their lobster is very good. Wait, yeah. isn't Brunswick a bowling ball? It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank There's... you. <laughs> Sorry. I was... just, let's just plow right through that. I had a mouthful of ramen. <laughs> uh, but And then how did you get here and how long ago? Um, well, I joined Cirque in 2000. And then I was on tour for a number of years. What show were you touring? Uh, Salta Banco. Oh. oh uh, we know a guy that was in Salta Banco. Yeah. Did you guys work together? Roberto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you two work together at the same we time? We did not. No, okay. not in the How Salt long Tobacco. were you there? The final year. Okay. 2012, the entire year of 2012. Wait. The... Oh. Oh. The final year. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 2012. And you started touring in 2000. 2002, I oh, okay. started with Sultan Banco. And then... Finished... What were you doing in the show? Um... It's like generalist Chinese pools, Russian oh, okay. swing, house troop, house troop. Yeah. Got it. Troop maison. What? Oh, the troop maison. No, that's the best thing about Saltabanco is they had a troop maison and they tried to carry that through here to, to like Vegas. Mm. The troop maison uh, on the touring shows are the hardest working people in that business. That's for sure. And yeah. they there was a certain familial. Even though we had soloists, like Saltabanco had. The juggler and they had the cane balancer and they had the soloist and stuff. High wire. That mm-hmm. troop maison did everything else. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for the Russian swing, blew it out of the water every night. Yeah, every that was night. A great number. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Probably the best Russian swing. And a swing fun number. show to work for. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it's a beautiful show. You have, you know, with your structure of what you have to do, but you could create a lot of your own stuff within mm. the, with a lot of freedom there as an artist to, uh, do your own thing on stage with other people. So. And it was wonderful, the confines of that stage. Yeah. Because the the stage, it was started as a tent show, and when it switched to arena, the footprint didn't change much. Yeah. You know, just the surroundings did. Yeah. So everything you did was in a 60-foot diameter. Right. You know, you didn't have to worry about... And then when you moved into a, when you moved into arenas, though, the audience would be farther away, yeah. right? Yeah. And did that pose challenges as well? Yes, and... Because you did both tent and no, and I arena? just did arena, and you did. I only did tent. You only did tent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. arena was amazing. Um, I was really worried on how uh, the subtleties of clowning was <laughs> were going to translate. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, and it it there was no jumbotron, there was no video, right? You didn't right. See any of that stuff, right? Yet it still translated because of the situ- the focus. Hmm. You know, Franco was amazing at, at mm-hmm. creating a lot of things on stage so that if you are not centered on the person that's supposed to be on mm-hmm. your eye might catch something over here over, right, over here exactly except for, to the points where it was needed to be centric yes and then it was just that actor those people on stage and yep. you focus on them uh, a big thing for us was sound and lighting mm-hmm. our sound guys were absolutely fucking amazing taking those cavernous ice skating rinks yeah. And turning him into intimate theaters. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, I will never forget the first. My first show was in um, uh, uh, Malmo, Sweden, mm-hmm. and it was a, a, a hockey rink. It's where they played, mm-hmm. you know, European hockey. And my first audience was fifteen thousand people. 
Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you walk out, and I, my, I was the ringmaster, and I would have to start off the show in the audience doing my proclamations and stuff that encanted the show, right? Yeah. And I'm out there, and I'm looking at, and it's just to see. It was my rock star moment. Yeah. It's just a sea of, you've done it with yeah. pink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Um, Whoa. Hold for applause. Oh, oh, shit. I knew it was one of them. Oh, Wrong reference. I, I, knew, I knew it was one of them. Sorry. Oh, that's bad God. news. I knew it was one. But People are going to be so mad at you if something oh, happens to her. God. It was not me this time. <laughs> Let at it least be you known. said it was her and not Taylor Swift. Yeah, that would be really oh, bad. Oof. All of our Swifties would be so yeah, bad right true. now. You know, that plane is going to be the most, most watched flight on Sunday, Saturday night. <laughs> oh, God. Flying from Japan to here. She's flying from Japan? She's finishing her show in Japan. Flying straight from Japan will land three hours before Super Bowl. Watch the Super Bowl. Get back on her plane. Fly to Australia for a show that night. I'm sure she'll be comfortable. Oh, how sure yeah. how much you want to bet yeah. she's going to make an appearance in the halftime? Like she's going to sing a song? No, I with all that travel, wouldn't that be amazing? Though it would be, it would be amazing. It would be even more amazing if Usher brought her out. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I'm saying that like Usher does his thing, and then like in the middle of it, Taylor comes out does uh, does like a song or at least like. Maybe a duet with Usher and then fuck off back to the stands and watch the thing. That would be fucking fantastic for all the MAGA heads out there. Yes! Uh, they would lose their I shit. I would love that. I don't, kn- I'm not, I don't know Usher personally. Oh, you don't? You don't? Oh, that's a shame. He's a nice guy. Have you never been? We had a falling out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, my my guess is, is once Usher takes the spotlight, he's probably not too interested in giving it to Taylor Swift after. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know what I mean? No. I don't. I don't know that he would find that like interesting and charming. <laughs> I think he would find it like uh, I've I've worked hard and this is my moment. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'll take it either. Or they just know. film her during the whole halftime well, watching, watching her. Right. shots That's of her reaction. Right. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. Um. Yes. So Salt and Banco. Salt and Banco. Yeah. Salt and Banco. Yeah, Salt and Banco. And then we finished in South America, like the end of two thousand six. Uh, went back to Montreal. Joined Wintuck, did two seasons oh, of the, Wintuck, that. Yeah, yeah. What's Wintuck? Um, it was a seasonal winter show okay. in uh, Madison Square Garden. Well, mm-hmm. the theater underneath Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. So I did two seasons of that, and then my wife got a job here in Vegas at Ka. Mm-hmm. And then I came, finished in New York, came out here, and then eventually got on to Ka, and then was there till just this past September. Yes. Up. What year did you start the Ka? 2009. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, 2009. June 2009. Okay. Yeah. And you were a zany valet? No, I no? was house troop. House troop. Oh, a car too? Yeah. yeah. And then counselor. Okay. Backed up one of the the uh, acro valet. Oh, you backed up acro valet? Yeah. Did you ever do zany? No. Oh, okay. Never did zany. Okay. Wanted to. I auditioned for zany. Oh, nice. In 2010, early 2010. And I... I think I pissed off the artistic director because I was a little too like, um, can I do some pre-show? I don't know if I want to be in this show. I don't know. I was, I was like, a, I was a real asshole. Was and, it Sia? Uh, no, it was, it was a two, two named, uh, uh, artistic director. Uh, yeah, I knew uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's the one who is running the, um, stunt camp in, in, uh, oh, really? Florida. Yeah. No, I, I no, was, I don't, yeah. Isn't it, um, you talking about the artistic director at COD at the time? Oh, at she the was time. the GSM. 2010. Sorry. Oh, yeah. GSM. no, no, no. She was the, no. I'm talking about the artistic director. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a pill, and then I didn't get it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to get. I'm supposed. I'm entitled to every role that I audition for. Okay. So that would have been 
post Larev. Oh yeah, post Larev. It was uh, during. It was in the middle of Kuza, and we just had the boy, and so we were like. Whew, are we going to tour with a, a newborn? It's like, maybe let's try to go back to Vegas. It's like, oh, well, Kyle has an opening. Oh, I'll audition for that and and just get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah. then I did. I'm like, well, I guess I got one more year in, in Kuza. So, no, it, it's it a great, turned out great. It's a great character, but I think it'd be very restricting for you. Oh, well. Your your style, I think. No, it was... I, I Vibratory mean, percussive? What's that? Vibratory percussive? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was more vibratory, vibratory, I would oh, think. Okay. Anyway. So you backed yeah, up, you, you backed up back row valet, back row valet, uh-huh. yeah, and then the the counselor as backup, yes, and then I did, the, did counselor the counselor for, for a couple of years, and then just finished in September. You were great as the counselor. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank I, you. I, I missed you. As you the you were you were the exact opposite of what the counselor started out as being. <laughs> yeah, and it was That's, fantastic. It, yeah, especially compared to the big motherfucker. Yeah, and now Georg's back. No, he's at he's at love. No, Olga, the uh, girl is doing it now. Oh, yeah, but Georg is at love now. He's reprised Father McKinsey. York? Really? Yeah. Really? Wait, yes. York's in love? Oh. Same yeah. York? The big tall German dude? Yeah. Yeah. The big weird German bald yeah. dude? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I hope he's not a listener. I mean, he's weird. I think, I he, think he would embrace that. I think he would embrace <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knows who he is. Huh. That's great. Yeah. Which one's Olga? Olga Tall, beautiful yes. Russian. Remember, remember, yes, yes, yes. Mm, you're gonna have to be more specific. Yeah, Do you have photos. <laughs> oh, the beautiful Russian one, right? Oh, the right, yeah, tall, yes, beautiful yes. Russian performer uh, for Cirque. Right, right. No, I know her. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. And uh, so you were a generalist acrobat for for the longest time. When did you uh, get the uh, comedy clowning bug? Oh, what what's that story? Yeah, well, insult and banco as always always interested in it you know uh-huh and my background is like i'm gymnast you know i never really had any of the theaters other than cirque what they teach you at cirque you know? yeah and just over the years i just been oh where can i find a workshop here or do yeah. a workshop there and and yeah it was very it's tough you know still tough but in sure. the beginning it was like what the hell am i doing you know you're just frozen up and yeah 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 that was another great thing about salt and bonk was they really encouraged you because you had two solidly different characters you had to portray in each act of the show. Uh, you had the worms at the beginning, which uh, are much like our spermatos, uh-huh. which had no faces. Uh-huh. So everything you did had to be physical. Uh-huh. And then you had the... Veramaske. Veramaske. With, with the, well, I can't remember what the English name they called them. <gasps> um, uh, starting off the second act with Russian Swing, who were all these super dynamic, personality-filled characters that you also got to explore and create. And unfortunately, with the state of what Cirque is now, they're not encouraging that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be just the way shows are set up. You no, know? nah, I think it's the way that our leaders are thinking artistically or not thinking artistically. Well, let's yeah. not get too into the weeds. And all right, yeah, fine. And when I joined Salt and Banco, there were some great uh, mentors, older people that just you had Renee. Didn't you still? You still well, he had no, no. He was he came back on tour a couple times. Yeah, while we were while we were on tour, but uh, you did France. Yes, yes. Uh, probably we probably met up there. That's where we met up at in like two thousand four. Yeah. Wow, twenty years yeah. ago. In what's that? Lille. Lille. Yeah. One of those was it Lille or Lyon? 
No, I think it was Lille. Lille? I, I've never been to Lyon. Um, I'm, no, I'm almost positive it was Lille. Yeah. And, I remember that because Claudio, I knew him. Claudio was there and, and like all the, we were we were rehearsing in Belgium for, oh. uh, we were doing the creation for Le Rev in Belgium and we're like, hey, Salt and Banco's playing in Lille. It's a quick drive. And so we all went over there. That's, oh, that's right. That's I remember great. hanging. Yeah, I can't remember everybody, but I remember hanging out with a big group. And who was your clown at that point? It wasn't. It wasn't Brene. It was. I think uh, it might have been Yesco. Oh yeah, um, Yesco or Julien Quantor. I think it was Yesco. Um, Yesco went on to do more. Because we had a couple clowns. Oh, he he left yeah. Saltabaca to go to Macau and open up House of Dancing Water. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So. I think he left a long time. Before oh yeah, yeah, he did. Dancing but. water, but did Franco ever come uh, to work on anything when you were there? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah, our artistic director would go to him. Uh huh. Get some notes do, and do do do. Yeah, and, and give his like we had a fantastic uh, artistic director, Matthew yeah. Jesner. He was yeah, just amazing, and he just really knew how to talk to the artists and and his idea of the show when he cleared with Franco was just. It was amazing. I can't remember exactly what he said now. Sure, but sure. Oh, that's great. It was like, wow, I've been here for I don't know how many years, and I never looked at the show that way, but mm. it's great, great artistic director. Aw. Uh, okay, Cosmo, the dog, has something to say. We we haven't mentioned that we're recording at my house. Yes, that is true. We haven't mentioned that. Yeah, and so we're at my house in my there kitchen. Are, in there my, there and, are and, and, activities and, happening at RJ's place. <laughs> there are <laughs> some activities, so we had to... There are, yes. Uh-huh. And so we, we, we're... A little change of venue. Change of venue, which allowed us to have your amazing ramen. So yes, that's right. It's a good change. But and yes, Cosmo. We're, yeah, and, and Cosmo. we're hoping that Cosmo would <laughs> join us and say something, but <laughs> he had a lot to say when we all first walked in. Yeah, and then once he gets comfortable with everybody, then he's like, okay, now we're friends. Yeah. What's with the bow tie? What's fancy? With? Yeah, why not? Just a fancy bow tie. He's a fancy guy. Does he Cosmo. wear it all the time or just, all just the time. on days when visitors are coming we over? Have, <laughs> we have blue and red. It's all what he always wears. Cosmo <laughs> likes to go for walks sometimes, and yeah. the bow tie helps identify him. Well, Cosmo <laughs> likes to go for oh, very long, very long, very walks. long walks. Have you heard about this story no, with Cosmo? Yeah. Open a door and he's like, fuck y'all. Later. later. We, uh, it, it was a while back we, we talked about it. But the short version is from where we are, he ended up miles away on the east side of town. Like Eastern and Charleston. Holy shit. Just yeah. like took off east and went, I wonder what's over there. Yeah. That's where he was picked <laughs> up and then brought into the, the thing. And we're like. He had his collar on. and he, No. Oh, Uh-oh. well, no, he didn't. <laughs> because. Did he? He was staying with some friends. <laughs> we were at we were up on the mountain. We were up at Mount Charleston. He was staying with some friends, and the friend decided, it's "Like, why does he have this collar? He doesn't need this collar." <laughs> the friend, is, the friend is, a, is a bit of a come on, man. Animals should just be free be and roam the earth and not eaten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And so uh, he found some like opening that in their gate or something, and just like. Booked out of there. Went on a little Benji went adventure. Down, went on a little Benji adventure, obviously. We made it that far. So we were up in the mountain. There's no, you know, there's no signal yeah. up there. And so, like, as we're driving down, we're like, ping, ping, ping. Oh, uh, we lost Cosmo. Oh, uh, this. But I'm like, well, we're fine. He has his collar. Somebody is like, no, I took off his collar. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> oh, they must have been dreading that call. <laughs> it's like... And he was chipped. But we didn't chip him when he got, he was chipped when we got him. And we found out that the chip was blank. 
Yeah, so that happens like, all the time. All does the it? Time. Yeah, my wife does a lot of am, animal rescue, and it's, why do I don't know why. Chip at your blank. It's just you're just getting screwed over by some company that says we're going to chip your dog. No, a lot of they, bad or owners go or they go blank or a what? lot of bad owners if they're like getting rid of the dog, like dropping it off. Will take a magnet over the chip, which erases the, which erases it. I, oh. I know really? the past owner; she did not do that. Okay. But something happened. I don't yeah. know who what. Huh. And then the second time he got away, a uh, little bit shorter distance, he just made it to the corner here, Valley View and Oki, and then like in the middle of the intersection, just like and the cars are going by. Finally, this woman just like pulls over and stops traffic, and just like scoops him up, takes him over to Sahara Animal Hospital, which is his normal, uh, nor- normal vet. Scan him. It's like, nope, he doesn't have a chip. Ugh. Like, what do you? Because, because after that first incident, we like got the chip registered, did the real thing. They went over there. It's like, no, he doesn't have a chip. And so once she called me and like figured, we all figured it out. She was like, yeah, he doesn't have. A chip. Like, no, he has a chip. And it's like instead of here, it like moved to like here, uh. you know? Because I guess it does kind of want the chip does kind of wander around in the inside stuff. So I was just thinking the radiation levels in this house must be huge. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't do their due diligence over at Sir, and I'm not very happy with them anyway. So fuck them, well, not fuck them, but like they're just anyway. We don't have to talk about the shortcomings of my vet. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else, RJ? You did. We didn't talk about your uh, your tour over our break to. Folsom, California. Ah, yes, Novato and Folsom. We kind of talked about it. Briefly. I said, I said, and what about you, RJ? And you were like, yeah, I did shows. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, I. Uh, there's a. You were on the Johnny Cash tour. I was on the Johnny Cash yes. tour. There's the a great, Folsom prison. There's a great company called Mystique that has uh, six venues, uh, four of which are in California, and uh, it's a it's a dinner theater. You buy a ticket, get you a five-course meal and a you know forty-five-minute magic show. Uh huh. Um, I opened up their new place. I was their second performer in Nevada, which is right above San Francisco, which is about five miles from my bestie Adam's house. Uh huh. Actually, it's probably like thirteen miles, but it feels like five. Um, interesting venue. Uh, this was a. I don't even. It's it's not probably not worth going to the story, but let's just say that it's not the typical mystique venue as a standalone venue. This venue is also during the day a cryogenic spa and personal wellness place. Cryogenic, yeah, like as like freezing your body. Freeze your body, yeah. Well, no, freezing your body while you're still alive. And doing cold. There was a still alive cryogenic. It's like a spray tan thing. And you just you get in a very cold it shoots like cold oh, air on you yep. right yeah Ni- nitro does it sculpt is it like sculpting does it sculpt no it it, it it's the whole benefits of like when johnny jumps Cryotherapy. In the pool. okay yeah okay i got it now so the venue is interesting um uh it was a small only 12 people i say we oh, all wow. get in this pool after the podcast is over all right i i'm so not down for that <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and did three days there and that was fine. That was, it was great. Adam was there. A lot of friends came out, mm. um, and surprised me, which was one of the owner of the coffee shop in San Francisco that I, uh, still get my coffee from showed up unannounced mm. with her husband and her sister and brought me six pounds of coffee and uh-huh. it was great. But then I get up to Folsom and Folsom is where I had the epiphanal moment of the whole style of magic I'm doing now, which I'm calling jazz, which is where I'm not. 
doing a set list. Don't have a set. I have everything in the bag, and I do three tricks to start off the evening uh, that show kind of some of my abilities and kind of the quirkiness of what's going to happen. I said, but from here on out, everything you do is going to be based on what you guys want to see. So I may ask you what you want to see. I may feel the vibe. We're just going to go for it. Boy, those shows are great. First night, sold out birthday party, you know, uh, 24 people in the room. Uh, great. Uh, every night but two nights sold out. We did uh, 14 shows in seven days. Wow. Yeah, it was great. It was oh, so much fun. And it really sated me artistically, oh. um, which I always forget that I miss. Because, I mean, we live in, we, we're living in the land of milk and honey. We've got great jobs mm -hmm. that we don't normally have to think about very much to go do. Mm -hmm. And we still get to do what we love to do. You know, we get the audience, we get to hear the audience, we get to hear the applause, we get to hear the laughter. That kind of is what feeds us. Um, but I've also, I, I just forgot that I fucking love doing magic. Yeah. And there's something about creating a, I, what I tell the audience is, is like, I want this show to be something you will never forget. Therefore, you are the only ones who are going to see this show. Right. And it's the connections. That's what really got to me was the connections that I made with the each and every single person. There were four instances of this triptych that I do, uh, which is under the veil of mind reading, where I had four women just burst out sobbing. Oh. Burst out sobbing. Yeah. And you can't you can't make that type of connection unless you've, you're open and vulnerable, both as an audience member as an, and as a performer. Mm -hmm. uh, one woman started sobbing and gets up and it looks like she's going to head for the door, and she just beelines to me and throws her arms around me in that death grip hug. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, just forgetting your cat's name? Okay. <laughs> wow. So uh, would that be like more exhausting because you've got to be so no, focused? it's more or energizing. It's like energized it's, it's completely energizing. Yeah. Exhausting is just going through the routine. Mm -hmm. Um but because you're on your feet and you're really actively listening to the audience um, and reading them, you are reading faces. You are reading. You're reading the times that people aren't laughing. You're reading the time. I mean, I had to come up. I, I first two shows in Folsom, um, my first three effects weren't getting any response, mm. but they're killer effects, and you've seen all three of them. Mm. They're Bob. Oh, yeah, 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 there's yeah. the rope trick, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the other one is the coin and the, the the. You think of a number between one and a hundred, which you hand in my pocket, and, and then you pick out the change. Yeah, yeah. There are three great effects. Yeah, and I realized what was going on is that it they, it wasn't it weren't it wasn't they weren't getting the effects. It was stunned silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I again in that vein of improv and stuff came up with a little line like, ladies and gentlemen. I can see by your faces you're amazed. Um, but stunned silence, although feeds me in my heart, uh -huh. does nothing for my egos. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. That's and amazing. so, and, But that also gave them permission. It's kind of where I came up with the name for the show that I'm going to do here in Vegas. Is I, said, I, I said, if you guys see something that amazes you, be amazed. If you see something that makes you laugh, laugh. Mm -hmm. If you see something that makes you go, what the fuck? Go, what the fuck? And it allowed them to be vocal with me yeah. and actually give me the input I wanted. So it worked out well, which is why coming here to coming back here, I was like, why aren't I doing more magic in Vegas? Yeah. And on the 14 hour drive home from Folsom, um, and I'm finding I'm, I hate driving in the city because people are. Hold on. We're getting interference. Take your phone off the table. My phone. Yep. That's what it was. It was literally my phone yep. sitting on the table. Put, was it put it back on the table. What's it? How's it? How's it interfere? What's it doing? Put your phone back on the table, Shane. 
Somehow or other, we're going to get... It may be like a, a message or a, a notification coming in. Uh, all I know so, is that well, Matt and I record on the same equipment, and he makes us turn our phone, phones on airplane mode, and I was like, I can't do that. So. Anyway, um, <laughs> do it. but on the 14 hours, on the 14 hours down, I was like, I want to do a show in Vegas. I want to do like a, a, at least a monthly, maybe a weekly show in Vegas. And I was like, but I don't want to do a theater show. And I was like, because I, I could easily call Troy and Troy was like, yeah, late sure. night, do it. Sure. And then I realized I I really liked the environment that Folsom gave me mm-hmm. of being at most 12 feet away from the furthest spectator. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is sitting within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had this little idea, like, what if, what if I did it in more, um, like the old... Uh, socialites used to do where they would have a they would throw a party in their um in their den or what have you and invite a performer to come in like a piano player or a magician right. what have you it's like a house party and i was like well, okay maybe i'll have a, i know people who have houses <laughs> yeah sure. i'm like i don't want to impose <laughs> yeah i don't want to impose that on anybody do you know any socialites though no i don't <laughs> New sadly i don't i don't so i came up with the idea of approaching uh, one of my favorite hotels in downtown, which is the El Cortez, because mm-hmm. they have a bunch of old suites. Mm-hmm. But they also have the President's Suite, which is where the husband and wife who originally owned it lived their entire oh, existence. Wow. And I was like, well, you know, that would be cool because it'd be like a swanky, and I want to do it intimate, like 12 to 20 people, mm-hmm. intimate type of thing. It'd be a swanky little thing. Maybe do cocktails, like I have an official cocktail hour before the show even starts. And then, hey. you know, and I approached... El Cortez, and I. They said we love this idea. I said, well, before we go any further, <laughs> I don't want to advertise it. Mm-hmm. What? I, I I will put out social media posts about it, but I don't want to do like an advertising campaign on it because I want every audience member that comes to it to be a referral from someone else who's seen it. It's risky. It's risky, but we all know enough people, sure. you know. And as long as I don't do the advertising, as long as other people put the word out, I'm fine. Right. I also kind of, I was vast, I'm still vacillating over whether I'm going to announce that it's my show or not announce who's performing. Just say it's an evening of, you know, I'm calling it an intimate evening of WTF. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the working title for now. That's great. But, um, and then I was, more I thought about it, I was like, well, I wonder if, I mean, if I did two nights, like Wednesday and Thursday, I could do one night and then have another magician friend of mine here in town or variety performer friend of mine here mm-hmm. in town come in and do the other night and it could still be an intimate eating of WTF and not and then I was like well what if I called some of the names I know so I called some of the names I know and I dropped I said I gave them the idea and they were like yeah I I, I do it mm-hmm. and I said and the best thing is we you wouldn't people wouldn't know anything about this show you you will buy a ticket it'll tell you that you're going to see a show you're going to get cocktails it won't tell you where it's at <laughs> Until the night before, you'll get a text with the location. Right. You show up, secret knock at the door. You're greeted with a cocktail, and you mingle with people you may or may not know. You sit down and see a show. And imagine you're sitting there, and all the ladies and gentlemen, your performer tonight is Pendulette. Mm-hmm. And Pendulette comes out and does 45 minutes of being pen. Yeah. You know, if you can get those people. So he's going to come out and rant into a microphone about For 45 minutes, yep. Politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, just imagine the the uh, not know the not knowing of who you're going to get, and the best thing is the vetting process. Is if I'm if I'm producing it, I get to, get to say who goes in the room, so nobody's going to be bad. So you're going to be the ultimate producer of all this. Yeah, 
great. Yeah, I want to. Um, and it may, who knows, it, it may not pan out to be invite, in, involving other people. It may just be me doing a show once a month, but it'll yeah. fill me. Yeah, of course. Which is my ultimate goal. Right. And it also gives me a chance to work on stuff. Matt's going to do it. Matt wants to do it with me. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke to Nick DeFat. Nick DeFat wants to do right. it. So, um, yeah, bring in, and, but also the variety of performers we have, mm-hmm. the other people that are around here that could come in and do stuff. Or even if it's not, I've done one of these before where it's been like a variety show set in that format. Uh, it was for a, it was for a house party for a, a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. And, it it can be done, so it doesn't have to be like one performer all night. It could be like you know, here's a burlesque performer, yeah, and, and yeah, people animating, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is that the animation is on the audience. The animation is you guys need to commingle and get to know each other because mm-hmm. it's going to create a better environment for you. And I always, I I know I definitely want to host it. Yeah. Um. So I I mean. You know me, I'd like to have my hands in every single fucking fire. Mm-hmm. So I greet them at the door, take mm-hmm. them over to the bar where I make them one of the three specialty cocktails. Right. You know, facilitating everything and then, you know, perform. And it's just like, you know, you've, you've come to my house, we're having some drinks and I'm showing you some magic mm-hmm. type of thing. That's what that all led to. So, yes, I did some shows in California. <laughs> I thought we talked about this already. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. Sounds it. amazing. I'm digging it. It'll get I think there. a lot of people, well, I don't know, a lot of people. Uh, I'm sure there are people who, like us, are, you know, like you said, we're lucky we're living off the fat of the land, but we're doing the same thing yeah. pretty much every night. And so when you say, hey, I got this half hour and you can do whatever the fuck you yeah. want to do. They go, I can do whatever I want to do. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, you got something new. You got something you want to try, something old. You got, you know, like, so those of us who are around, I say us. I have no skill that's going to be applicable to the magic show. You do, though. I bring you in and you score my entire set. Well, uh, you mean like with a knife? I just start cutting it up? (laughs) Well, you do have sharp knives now, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I just mean that, you know, people that... uh, we know people who are doing the same magic every night yeah. and who are singing the same songs yeah. every night. And, you know, yeah. I, although I'd say, well, it, it doesn't sound like you really want to, I mean, you don't, it doesn't sound like you want to produce a variety show. This I is wouldn't a little mind different, it. though. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, all I know is that how artistically, I'll use this term again because it really is apropos, how artistically sated I felt after doing the shows in Folsom. And the drive back just the opened the floodgates of all these artistic ideas for not only my show and things that I can do and what I wanted to put in, but also other avenues of stuff. And I'm like, we get stuck in this flux of doing the same thing over and over and we show up, you know, it's a, I should, it's like when you show up to work early Mm -hmm. and everybody does a double take, like, why are you here so early? Yeah. You know, because that's not your routine, right? Right. We desperately need something to take us outside. And we're always looking for it. All of us are always looking for something. And when you go back to work, when you do stuff outside, when you go back to your day and yeah. day out job, you just look at it differently. Yeah. It's like brain food, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so you do outside things, it kind of like, oh, I could do it. Rejuvenates the day job. Yeah. 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 At least helps a little. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if I can get that once a week, great. That mm-hmm. little recharge once a week, fantastic. Once a month, great too. I'll take that. I like the whole intimate idea. Yeah, me of too. Like 24 people. Same here. Like, and I'm sure there's. It, right. And, that, and I, I like that because my biggest goal, 
my goal for all performances to make the connection with the audience. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's always about the connection. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want them to feel something. They could love me, they can hate me. It doesn't matter. But if they feel nothing, mm -hmm. I'm not doing my mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. If they feel nothing, why, why am I even out there? Right. So in that intimate setting, I, not only do I learn everybody's name and not only do I make eye contact, but I'm also in on all the jokes because mm -hmm. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I'm in and I see all the dynamic personalities. It allows me to choose who I want to use sure. better uh, for effects, who I'm going to get the most bang for the buck out of. Yeah. You know, and it also it, it creates relationships with the audience members because chances are, especially in Folsom, they didn't know, a, a lot of them didn't know each other, mm. but they walk out and they're like, hey, I, I see now them. they're friends. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's great. That's so, fun. That's, doing yeah. something. Yeah, and it sounds like what is, uh, from from my perspective, it sounds like what is going to be kind of interesting and special about it is the environment, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're talking. I mean, we can find small little cabaret variety right. shows. They're not necessarily a dime a dozen all the time, but there are a lot. But it's very different to feel like you're doing a little bit of a show in this kind of sweet yeah. in this intimate environment where it's more of a it's a cocktail hour but it's not at a bar right and it's not at a well, you know some little small stage somewhere i was yeah. explaining this there to, is no stage yeah, there's no stage right, right. There's, i have my close-up table you know mm -hmm. um i was explaining this to another performer here in town paul v hill who's a mentalist mm -hmm. and i saw his show at uh cornish pasty in the back room oh yeah and cornish pasty took down the walls that divide the main restaurant from the back room and put up drapery Oh, right. which doesn't hide the sound. And so oh. you're seeing this. Paul is an amazing mentalist. Mm. He's quirky. He's weird. He's got a great kind of mushroom taken hippie vibe to him <laughs> wearing a suit, but also eliciting that vibe. And it was just so distracting hearing the clanking and the people and the shouting. There's a game on. <laughs> and I was talking to him. I, said, I told him, we got to go back to the days when people had house parties. <laughs> and your act is perfectly suited for one of those house parties, huh. you know? And then when it hit me in, on the drive down, I'm like, my act's perfectly suited for those yeah. house parties, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're right. Uh, it's the venue. It's the location. But it's also not many people in this town know that I do magic. You know, not many people have seen me do magic other than the occasional trick at a Cirque thing or yeah. what have you. So it, Certainly not do a show. Not do a show. Not right. do a half hour set yeah. or right, whatever right. it is. Yeah. I mean, there are people still finding out, oh, you do magic? Right. You know, that's how Cirque found me. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so it's, it, it fills that void too. But yeah. Great. Cool, man. Yeah, that's what I'm that doing. Sounds, I'll be there. You, you'll I'll be, a, you'll learn a trick. I'll put you on. All right. Does it have? Oh, I can a, do uh, tricks. Do, do, do you do you do you have a hanging point where I can do my rope oh, act? There we go. I do. I do have. I do have a. I do have a. Pick, I do have a pick point. A pick point. No, I was only being facetious. But I'm not now. You are do my, doing I'm a rope. I'm going to do my hair hang act. Can oh, you nice. can you put in a pool so I can do my synchro? Yes. Oh, That'd be great. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. That'd be great. Um, yeah, great. So that's that's. I mean, and and it's it's not consuming me, but it is definitely. It's nice to have that between the new magic shop and. Um, that it's nice to have irons in the fire that are artistic, but also aren't vital. Like I don't have a deadline. I right. don't. I don't have another person waiting to to get that. Get, get that graphic done. We need to get up on the website. No, I'm I'm fine. Right. I'm fine right. at my pace right now. This yeah, is yeah. okay by me because if I don't like it, I can change it. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Should we get into junk? I would like to. 
oh, Johnny would like to. I would. He, he like, really jumped on that. Well, because last week we talked about, uh, you had mentioned OK Go. Yes. That's part of our junk discussion that yes. we will be having this week. And I also have more uh, thoughts about OK Go and some music talk in general. Great. That we, so, uh, so I think it would be nice to give Before us Before we start, our guest brought dessert. <gasps> That's, oh. Yes. And it's sitting on the table right there. Oh, well, Jimmy. There's a little bit more. There's Hold more junk for a second while Darren goes junk. to get dessert. There's also, he brought maple syrup whiskey. Is that what that is? Sortilege. Yeah. Sortilege. Oh, zut It's a sortilege. Oh, you actually brought dessert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is this? This is from oh, Free. Oh, fuck oh. yeah. Oh. Local downtown shop. Yes. Um, sortilege et la ressemblance en vous donnant du deux savoir-faire d'ailleurs. Oh, voyons donc. I nailed it, didn't I? Ça très bien. I'm still learning French, by the way. Oh, Slowly you are, but yeah. surely. Yeah, yeah. I'm stuck with it. Good for you. And some maple. Merci. I go. I went with a very Canadian theme. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. So eh? we got we got goose liver. Um, sure, buddy. So those are what, maple cookies. Okay. Maple cookies. Oh yeah. And then find out. I was like, oh, I got to bring more than cookies. Oh, those are maple cookies. Oh, those are the they're, good ones too. They're like Ooh. small. They're pretty tasty because I had to get into one of them last night. Of course. Night before. Of course. <laughs> and then I just Give got for a test run. I don't know. I Cannolis like, are totally a ta- totally um, Canadian, uh, Canadian, yeah, yeah. That's as a matter of fact. When um, when hell? Trudeau came down here to do his visit, um, he was like, uh, "Kill the president, but take the cannoli." Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> gonna make that <laughs> joke. Oh, Whatever that, thought that, you were having, I was. Shit. I was gonna make that reference. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. you guys. I'm so cannoli. full, but oh. I bet it's Kasharp, isn't it? It's fucking Kasharp, guys. <laughs> Dude, he, RJ sharpened. He was like, I'm into sharpening knives. I was like, well, I'll bring you some knives. And I brought them home, and I had to give everybody in my house a warning about how sharp the <laughs> knives were. I was like, do not just take this knife out of the drawer and use it like a normal person would. Yeah. They are sharp. Look at that. I've got all my knives. I was telling Johnny last night, I've got all my knives lined up in order of oh, operation. Fuck. Sharpening knives. Look at got knives? Cannolis. Do I have knives? Yeah. Not very nice ones. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll sharpen them. Yeah? All right. Sweet. Gives me something to do. Let me get a cookie and a um, cannoli and some pictures. I ate my cannoli on the way here. I was going to say, there's only three. Uh I I ate mine on the way here. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Couldn't wait. You can have half of mine. Oh, I'm good. I'm still full from... Now, is this uh, the maple whiskey? Is that just for sipping, or you use it to mix cocktails? How's that? That's work? a good that question. Is, yeah, I, I I've only sipped at I've it. I've only sipped it myself, too. and I'm not even a huge fan of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, I, some people love it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, actually kind of love it. I'm not. Do you? Mm-hmm. I'm not much on mixing sweet with my whiskey. It's definitely a sweet liqueur for sure. Yeah. Uh, over at the uh, what's the name of the place? Packing plant. Though the the, the uh, Toto Wine. No, <laughs> keep keep naming things that have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're pointing at a bottle of booze. Uh, they the, the 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 place where you go do the taste test that has the flavored area 51. Uh, area the rum 15 place. is called Lost Spirits. Thank you. Is this is this the kind of thing that would be at a Lost Spirits? Is what I was no. Like a fla- don't they have flavored whiskey there or no? No, uh, they, they flavored rum. Flavored rum. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, mm. some of them can be that sweet. I guess they they had that pineapple flavored one that was pretty pretty sweet. And the, the cherry. One? I didn't have the cherry. I tried the pineapple one. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. These are maple shortbread cookies, and they're awesome. All right, look out. 
Wow. Yeah, they were pretty tasty. They, oh my they God. smell of maple goodness. Yeah, baby. And I'm not a big fan of like I I love maple syrup plain, but when you start putting them in candies and stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's no, okay. It's not overwhelmingly mapley. But these ones were pretty good. I enjoyed these. No, Did you ever go to any sugar shacks when you lived there? No, I haven't. I've never been. There's something magical about when they pour that sap onto the snow on yeah. the stick. Yeah, I've seen it, but. Yeah, I haven't been in Canada. I think we're all in there. I'm not in there. No, I went. I went oh, yeah, we're all in there. No, we're in wide angle. Well done. Okay. Yeah, man. Junk. I guess I'll start. I chose go to two characters in a clown.com to follow along with our junk. Um I chose okay goes upside down and inside out. It I don't I don't know if it's my favorite. I thought it was probably the most appropriate for our podcast. It may be the funniest or the quirkiest. Certainly the most one of the most colorful ones. It looked the most fun. I mean, yes, and like like stomach churning and like you have yeah. the two dancers on there as as um as stu- as a uh, flight attendants who are just kind of like, you know, like amazing and like doing all these splits and helping out and stuff. Okay, so it's a great thing. All their videos are amazing. They are jaw-dropping. They're they they obviously take months and months to plan and execute and all that stuff. Now, okay, okay. Hold on. There is, in addition to this amazing video, mm. there is a companion video that's about eight minutes long, five minutes, eight minutes, or something, and it's the making of the video, mm-hmm. which is as compelling as the video itself. Talking about how how the parabola works, how much time is in between. They sit perfectly still and cut it together, and then the music, the the the. The length of the weightlessness is 27 seconds, right. but the length of the song is like every 21 seconds, mm-hmm. and so they slow down the music, and they lip sync at a slower pace, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. Oh, wow. yeah. So do yourself I a favor. I didn't see that one. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, it's the same thing you just do, like, the making of. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's really cool. It talks to, to the director, mm-hmm. and they talk about, you know, uh, yes, just how... You know how much rehearsal it did. What made me think of that is that they were they talk about how much nausea medication that they're on while they're <laughs> yeah, practicing yeah, yeah. it, and while they're doing it. Yeah, like the crew's puking everywhere all the time and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it. I mean, it's amazing to watch, and you and just knowing that they did it for real is incredible. But then when you watch how much work, yes, and thought and math and calculations and choreography and everything and went price into it. for and then you that think, airplane, yeah. yeah. How, I don't even know how, how many times did they have to film it and right. something went wrong and then reset everything. Yes. Do you get to the point where there's paint everywhere and go, 
nope, we lost it. We got to do it again. And like, then like with the cleanup. Clean the whole thing. And then it's, like, what's that, the next day or like the next, you know, few hours? Come, or, like, down, what and is ha- come down and have a ho-ho for a snack and then take right. off again and do it. Like, and was I don't it, know. Did, did they say, was it in Russia? Because it's a Russian airline. It was in, yes, it was like near Moscow okay. where they went and they had these cosmonauts who were teaching them how to, you know, basically how to deal with it. And they trained for, you know, several days. Right. And yeah, it's wild. And, the re- and I think the reason they went to Russia is because they, I think they got a good deal with the Russian because there's a parabola plane in uh, California. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, probably more uh, hoops to jump through. And, and this was from a, a few years ago. Yeah. I want to say like 2017. Several. I can't remember. Yeah. And the parabola plane in, in uh, California, uh, a, a, a layman, a non uh, governmental employee, space, what would you call it? Space. Muggle. Yeah. Uh, can only take the flight once a year. Huh. So. It's called like the, the puke, puke plane or the, uh, puke. the, the something, uh, the, uh, something. The vomit Comet. Vomit Comet. There it is. There we go. Thank you. Uh, from seven years ago is what it says. So, so that's 17. So it was seven years ago. Okay. And like, you know, even freaking with the one video, um, uh, I won't let you down. Where they have the drone kind of following them on these like weird scooters oh, yeah, those and weird stuff, scooters, yeah. and then they then the they, it goes where it goes up into like almost into the stratosphere into space, and they're making all of these like yeah. it's with all these Japanese dancers and uh, and and people with the umbrellas, colorful umbrellas, opening up. Oh my god! But my question isn't about any necessarily of the videos. Okay. It's about the music. These guys. I don't know much about music. I know what I like. Johnny knows a lot about music. Some. Are these guys good musicians or are they fantastic musicians? <laughs> I you say, are they good musicians or no? No, because they are good musicians. Yeah. I think we can all they're agree. Gr- I think they're great musicians. I, I think it's interesting because now it, I don't even associate... I, I, I was going to say... I. I don't even think of the music by itself, really. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time I am thinking of one of their songs or hear one of their songs, you I'm think of the I'm thinking of the visual that goes along with exactly. it. Exactly. But what I will say is, um, this this thought applies to my junk that I'm gonna right. that I'm gonna piggyback on for this week. Um, I think they are um, very very smart musicians yes and i think they make great music and and catchy music and they're it's produced quality music it's produced, produced well very very well i i wonder at this point if now when they're writing mm-hmm. they are thinking about visually how they can make companions to go along with the stuff that they are writing like I I, that's what i i think because when i when i share this video with you it's 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 an okay go thing okay um all oh, right and I think that they are thinking about music in a way, not just, hey, people are putting their buds in and we want to write some good music. I think that they are creating music that people will experience on uh, in other ways. Yes. And so it's very much on purpose what they're doing. This is exactly what I kind of wanted to figure Which out. Which is very interesting. It's almost a different way of approaching writing a great album. 
you go like, oh, people aren't just going to listen to this. They're going to experience the right. music along with how we released it visually. Right. Now, especially, they did the treadmill, I think was the one. Yes, that was a, that was a big one. That was blew up, yeah. which is just kind of a, it's almost like a home video looking right. shot. Right, right. Very well choreographed everything. Exploded. And then they went, oh, shit, we can do this now as an art form. Yes. Instead of just making albums, like we've, they've kind of... I don't know, forge this new way of... I mean, well, we've always had music videos, but not like this. Not creating there like is performance that, pieces that are companions, right. right? There is that song they did that was all done with them driving a car and a yes. racetrack here in town, and all the music was done by things they hit around the track. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which, what, so, what, not one of my favorite ones, but I, I do remember that one, yes. I enjoyed the, the fact that they had planned the music to, to go be the sounds, that. Yes. Yeah. which made me wonder... Did they have the idea of the music first before the thing? Yes, and or, then match the match. Sorry, match the pieces right, to yes, it. Right, right, or that's, what have you? That's what I, I mean. And like I've listened to, and so like it's one of those things where like all like Sledgehammer back in the day with Peter Gabriel. You yeah. know, I watched that video so many times when I was a kid that I watched it so many times, and then I love the song. Is is it because the vi- does the visual make me love the song more? I can't, uh, in I, that case, yes, because because without that video, that song is average it's at a best. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's just but you know, but so like, like so like but I'm, no, it's a cool, crazy you know animation video, right? video yes, yes, the, the it's weird, groundbreaking. Yeah, 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 sure. But then I because I listen to it over and over again, like the OK Go songs with their videos. I love their songs, See? but they have won zero Grammys for their for their music. They well, barely go on tour. They barely have toured. Like, who are these guys? What do they want? Yeah, you know? I only like, know them from their videos. Their videos. That's yeah. it. See, I, I like, could not name an OK Go song. And honestly, even watching any of the videos, I don't recognize it. I, I'm not listening to the music. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm wired that way. You're not listening to the music while you're watching their videos? Well, I mean, it's playing. Yes, yes. But I'm not listening to you're, it. You're not connecting that. Say, how did they do that? I think, yeah. it, right, I think more, right. it's, it, for me, it's, it's the visual um aspect of it that i'm seeing it and i'm not even i'm hearing the sounds so have they tricked me into loving their music i don't think so okay i think that they make good music regardless of their videos okay maybe not i mean you wouldn't say they're that the like, Beatles. Like, no they're not like you know they're but but i i think and because i know you and because i know me and us i think that what we love about this the idea of their music is that we know it's not just something that we're going to hear on Pandora or Spotify and listen to, and it's going to go in our ear holes and that's it. Like when, when, oh, when you hear about the next okay, go release or whatever a video comes out, you're like, Oh, this is going to be right. It's going to be an experience for me a- along with it. But I think their music, I think it stands for, I mean, in my opinion, like I think it stands by itself. It, if it was just shitty music with cool videos, you, yeah. you, it wouldn't work together. Yeah. You know, like, but like Sledgehammer. If all you heard was Sledgehammer on the radio, you'd be like, eh, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Addicted to Love. That's not. That's not a good song. <laughs> Robert Palmer song. It's a piece of shit. But those chicks you know? are hot. Yeah, you, yeah. You think about the, the, the bright red lipstick and these uh-huh. weird wafy models, clearly holding instruments that they have no business holding and <laughs> don't know how to play. They were all expert <laughs> guitar players. <laughs> The drummer, uh, the drummer, a lot of I'm, talent, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the keyboard girl. 
Yeah. There was a lot of talent in that room, but yeah. not music. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's, that's where I'm living right now. And like, I've got them in my car. I'm listening to them, you know, all of them on, on repeat, on shuffle, on Spotify. Because yeah. it's like, I, I like it. And I, and yeah, I, no, I mean, I think it's good music. Yeah. And, and I think they're good musicians. But I, but I wonder at this point, I don't think that they're just making music for the sake of making good music. I think that they're they're in it for a total. But they like have albums package. with other songs that yeah, they've yeah, not done course. videos for. Of course. So like yeah. So they're making they're making other music not not for visual uh, interpretation. Yeah, yeah, of course. The, I I, ha- I had another thought about music. Do we have time to get into this? Because what time is it now? How are you doing? One forty one. Yeah. Well, we'll skip it. We'll come back to it. Okay. Put my thing down. We'll flip it and reverse it. Ooh. And, uh, but don't that. let me forget because I want, uh, and you could chime in on this at some point if you feel free, but I, I, and think about it. I'll pose a question to the room and we'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to know a song? Ooh. When somebody says to you, and I don't mean like, oh, I've heard that song before. Uh-huh. When somebody says, do you know this song? And you go, I know that song. Obviously, there's there's a difference between, oh, I think I've heard it before. I couldn't tell you where I heard it or the person. Oh, and there's and there's the, I have this song. I know it from beginning to end, and I can do the air guitar yes. and the drum fill and, and all of that stuff. We know we know those two extremes. Yes. But somewhere uh, along that that scale is the idea where you go, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't want to define it yet. Yes, we'll define <laughs> it next week because, in addition to defining what it means to know a song, I, 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 I have an, I have a, I have an experiment that I would like to perform. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and this is with OK Go. No, this oh, is just with else. music in general. Okay, great. Right, I can't wait. All right, so I, I'll just give you an example. If I gave you an artist like, um, if I gave you an, uh, if I said OK Go, mm-hmm. and I and I said to you. How many OK Go songs do you know? Yeah. N- not how many can you name necessarily, but if it came on, you... you uh, again, I don't want to discuss it. We'll save <laughs> it. You're doing it yourself. I know, I'm doing it to myself because I'm excited about this idea. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. It's we'll a talk about discussion. it, though. Let's Think see. about it, Darren, because I want your opinion, too. <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, Shall I? Yeah, if you want. My junk. Um, we, we, were able to, we were able to post it, right? Yeah. It was a little bit long, the... Uh, Robin Williams from Inside the Actor Studio. If you haven't seen the episode, watch the whole thing. It's incredible. It's like, I was going to say in his prime. I mean, he was in his prime for 40 years. But um, just thoughtful and interesting and crazy. And, you know, James Lipson, uh, Lipton basically asks him, like, how is your brain functioning in the way that it's right. functioning, you know? And then he just... question. He just... It's like he... It's like he, it's like his brain is a can, and he goes, "All right, let me open this for you." Yeah, yeah. and he opens it up, and he just lets stuff start flowing, yeah. and then he goes and he gets the scarf, and that's yeah. that's really where, uh, not just because it's a prop, but 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 you see this this brilliance of I'm just gonna let this scarf speak to me. I'm just gonna do it. I don't think any of it's pre-planned. I mean, obviously, like you, you know, little he's got toolbox. He's, he's got, got a tool, a toolbox yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So good, though, you know? Amazing. And he so does, good. like, you think he's not going to really answer the question, you know? Like, and then he, like, and then he kind of sits down and he just, after all of it, and he just has, like, 30 seconds of him being serious. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he answers it. Yeah. It's just 
beautiful. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I, it just the way his mind, like, I'm like, is this pre-rehearsed? And right. No, it can't be. And like, just some great clowning, you know, with mm-hmm. the, I really like the windshield wiper thing at the end. Car wash moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one yeah. you could tell that he just like, look at And he, oh, okay, he was okay. pleased with himself. With <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was also the perfect thing for him to end on. Uh, yeah. Because it was the silent non-stereotypical non-relying uh, on a yes. not relying on a punchline of a joke that uh, he knows yes, like yes, sorry yes. sorry sorry or what have you uh-huh. yeah it was it was an organic moment of <laughs> i have this this oh it looks like uh, let's uh, try it out watch. oh they laughed it worked i'm ending there yeah. he just opens his can he opens yeah. his brain yeah. and does not filter what comes out it's it's and, like it's he just, he just turns the tap yeah. on yes yeah. he also doesn't but, he also doesn't take the time to decide whether it's going to be funny or not. This is what I was going to say, though. Exactly that. Sorry, I interrupted you. It, it, he turns the tap on, but he, he was so good at it for so long and did it so much. I mean, any comedian over the last forty years, you talk about with Robin Williams, they say oh, he was at the store all the time. He was doing right. sets here. He was doing this. He was doing, not just the stuff that we're familiar with, with him being on Carson or Mork and Mindy and the sure. work and all that, but just just the work on his feet in front of people. I, I'm so, even people that we know that are good at improv, performers or podcasters or whatever, but to 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 have such a, toolbox and to trust in it so much that you go well i i'm not even exactly sure how to answer this question but i'll show you what i do right he doesn't say that yeah yeah, yeah. but he just does does. that he turns on the tap and it's like it's not like he comes up with one brilliant thing it's genius for five and a half minutes and the place goes crazy, and then he sits down like, I don't know, let's tell you. I just like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. You know. yeah, yeah. It's remarkable. Like, I'm so, I'm, so blow, I'm so blown away by the... Not that I'm super careful about things all the time, but especially in, in stuff like that where you go, I just do it, and it just I just trust that it's going to be good, and it's going to be... And sometimes I'm sure it's not. I, I mean, I'm sure he failed as many times as... You know anybody else at at you know trying new things or sure, whatever? Sure, when he but started and stuff. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. But he's also one of those people, like all of us, is that we embrace failure. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you know that. What really got me is when he started on that first started talking and that diatribe about before he went into any of the character stuff. Before he was just talking about how his brain makes the synapses and go to the, the, mm-hmm. the, the first twenty seconds mm-hmm. of him standing up and talking. That was about as. As real as you can get mm-hmm. about his, I perform for my mother and I've got these laughs. And he's digging deep. Yeah, he's really digging deep on that and goes. You know, then I realized oh, the people like to laugh. And then he realized, okay, I just tap something that I may not want to tap into. Let's go into my bag of tricks. Oh, oh, he he caught himself. It looks like he caught himself, which is fine, but. He caught he himself. Segwayed pretty, yeah. pretty cleanly, yeah. he, though. He caught he caught himself in a in a way that that none of us would have noticed if we were live in person or had, but also caught himself in a way that let him evolve on that topic and jump into these other right. starting points. He 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 lays the foundation yeah. for. Uh, th- this is my. Th- 
this is my thought process, yeah. but then let me show you what happens when yeah. I, you know, like yeah. when I do, when yeah. I allow it to burst forth for the last 40 years or whatever it was, 50 years that he was doing it. Yeah. yeah cool. I, it was cool to, cool to shake his hand. I got to meet him. Is that right? Oh, wow. Yeah. At the opening of uh, Spamalot. Oh, right. So like we were kind of there and, that. and the, and the missus was there too. And she, her name is also Robin. And so she got to uh, tell her story of when she was doing the Peace Corps work in Uruguay, Paraguay, Uruguay, one of the Gways. Um, That's <laughs> 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 a Colbert joke. Sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah, That's uh, <laughs> a good joke. I really don't know which of the Ooh, Gways. RJ Spit Take. <laughs> glad you got your own mic over there. <laughs> uh, and she got to meet the president of Paraguay and like she didn't know what to say and she said... She said uh, Nanu Nanu to him. Like, I, she tells the story better than I do. We'll have her on. I was uh, going to say, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he loved it. He told the story. And I was like, and afterwards, you know, he was kind of walking away. I was like, hey, you should come to see Larev. And he turned right back around. He's like, I would really want to. I really want to. I, it, it, it sounds great. I'm going to look at my schedule. I really want to see it. I'm like, yeah, because we got some clowns in it that does some really good physical comedy. I think you'd really like it. If you love the show and blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, great. Yeah, they're really nice. He took a picture with all of us and like, Sweet. Super sweet, very really cool. nice, and like he like answered my question, you know. He like turned around and looked me in the eye, and like yeah, yeah. He could have just been like, "Fuck you, who are you?" He like, he was. I I had the opportunity to meet him several yeah. occasions as well up in San Francisco because we had a theater in the North Bay called the Throckmorton, mm. which is an an old um, Grange Hall, and it they would do a, a weekly comedy night thing, and I would go up there and do my comedy magic and stuff. But in the green room, you'd have Robin Williams and Dana Carvey and all these heavy hitters coming out there trying out 10 minutes of stuff. And just the most supportive, nicest guy in the world um, booked me for uh, Thanksgiving, doing things, magic at Thanksgiving at his house in the city. Hmm. Uh, just come over and do some magic. You know, just yeah. I think it was just out of pity. Um, <laughs> but a- abs- you're absolutely right. Just one of the most genuinely nicest persons to ever meet mm-hmm. that whole room that whole room of, there was something about those comedians from the 80s mm-hmm. this i started not from the 80s that started off late 70s early 80s yeah. who kind of understood the super secret society they were in mm-hmm. and kind of got it and kind of went yeah we are the last of our kind yeah you know, um, so yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Guys, I got to go. Uh, why don't you finish off junk without me? Really? Yes. Whoa. I'm going to run. Uh, make sure the door latches, close on your way out, and the dog doesn't get out. <laughs> and uh, This will be weird. Very. I like it. We can always just not do my junk. Do you have Do you have any thoughts about uh, RJ's junk before this you go? freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, amazing character and like obviously it was rehearsed but man it's really like that character is hilarious well no it wasn't it wasn't rehearsed with Groucho oh here we go I fished him in sorry you should get out of here because your kid's gonna be waiting for you or whatever you'll have to listen to the pod to find out uh, what's going on you look confused yeah for the first time ever you'll have to listen to the the podcast Not at all. Gra- only gr- only Groucho's about it too. Because I felt like it was rehearsed. Only Groucho's questions. That's what I. That's what I was. I felt like it was thing. a bit, I, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to feel like it was a bit. It was a bit, in so much as Groucho's questions were were setups for Groucho's punchlines, <laughs> not for his punchlines. Oh, I see. Huh. So the the guys who brought the producers who brought this in brought him in, not necessarily to fuck with Groucho, 
but to give Groucho more than what Groucho would have been expecting. And so if he gave him an answer, Groucho would have his witty comeback because Groucho was the star of that. Of Groucho was the one who had all the... But Pe- uh, Pedro had the, like, oh, no, she calls me Pedro, you know? Just his first thing. How long have you been married? Nine years. And the look. Yeah. That yeah. look was everything. So good. See ya. All right. Now that Jimmy's gone... Let's let's go to his drug drawer. Let's have sex in his house. Look there, there's all those whiskey bottles over there still. <clears throat> yeah, take one. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want as a gift? Looking around, there's. I feel like we should at least find a way to lock up when we leave. Well, I think you can turn the button on the door. He said, "Make the door. Make sure the door latches." Uh, well, we'll find out. Yeah, won't we? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So my guy was uh, Pedro. Pedro. I mean, uh, Pedro Gonzalez. Pedro. 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 Pedro Gonzalez. Gonzalez, who is the father of the man I worked with, Jose Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Kind of almost doing the same act, but anyway. Who I think, according to a handful of the YouTube comments, is the grandfather of whoever it is that posted this video. Yes. Who is the guy, if you if you search him, see him see him talking at his father's getting the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, okay, because I wondered about this. Yeah. I, I don't... I had no reference of it. Is this... Is... Jose and or Pedro Gonzalez Gonzalez, somebody that I should know who they are? Yes, and. Um, no, you're too young. I'm not too young to enjoy a Dean Martin roast. Okay. And an episode so of You Bet Your Life. So he he got his start. You can listen, he tells his life story. He got his start doing nightclubs. Um doing his, what? He was. He would be, do comedy. He okay. would do dance. He would do. His wife was a singer. They would do duets together, um, and then really they, he got known for his ability to to clown. And so, like they would, there you can. There's a retrospective I should post just eventually of his life working with all these big like big name stars doing movies, television, and film. Like the, he was on the Al Jolson Variety Show. You know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Al Jolson and Robert Mitchum and him doing a Mexican song and him teaching them how to dance. So, so the 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 kind of deadpan Mexicali it, I mean, that's a bit that he's doing. That is I mean, definitely a bit he's doing. For, uh, yeah, with Groucho, right? To Groucho, because I, I, so at the. T- because you can tell, you can tell. What the, Would the audience have known who this person was at the time? Was he a well-known no, person when he was that's on why the he show? Was, no, he was just making his okay, break. Okay, This is before he got, because um, John Wayne loved him. And so John Wayne put him in a bunch of John Wayne films. Um, um, he did a lot of television as well. Um, but this is just when he was still doing nightclubs, wasn't a big name, wasn't a Martin Lewis, wasn't any of those guys. And the producers found him and thought he was hilarious. Uh, I think they found him at a, a nightclub in Harlem or someplace like okay. that, or, or the Barrio or something. Um, and uh, worked out this thing with him. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you bet your uh, you bet your life is uh, basically a, an interview question show, and then you have to answer questions and stuff, and you win a prize. That's all it is, mm-hmm. really. And so he would interview normal people, just interview normal people about their lives, just so he can get his quips and comes back comebacks and stuff like that. Right, right. Hopefully, hopefully they would give him a nugget that he could he could work on. Um, he could do a take to the camera yeah. in the middle yeah. of a you know an applause line yeah. or whatever. Yeah, is it no? Is it you bet your life or what's my line? I can't remember. I thought what's my line was 
This what we were watching. Yeah, I think it was you bet your life. Yeah, what's my line is with the secret word, right? Yeah, I, uh, what I thought what's my line was the one where people are trying to figure out. Is that the one that people are trying to figure out who the real whatever are? I can't I'm a I'm anymore. a such and such. A, I'm a I such and such. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, so but it was, it was always all a venue for Groucho. It was all point, a, it was all of because Groucho they had stopped doing movies. You know, and he was he was still a personality. He was the most personable of all the three that people would recognize and want to hear from because he was a talker in the group, right? And so he did a TV game shows, he did interview shows, he did all that stuff. Um, and so this was one of the ones where they, I mean, it was the fifties. It was like, you know, what what what's a good TV show? Well, let's interview a housewife who happens to have a special skill, or right, you know, let's interview this this gardener who also knows. Uh, who who dug up a rare 18th century coin, you know? Just find out everything about them. So that's what this interview was, and and th- they had given him pre-interview. I mean, it's like what they do with all of them is they, you do a pre-interview and you get questions and you you give your responses to those questions, and then Groucho is able to also being quick on his feet, but he's also he knows what questions are coming, he knows what responses you might be giving, so he can plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. No, so Gro- Groucho didn't know any of. Didn't know any of it. That's yeah. That's about fantastic. halfway through, about halfway through that because it's a, it's a full. T- I mean, that, you only got half the interview. There's another. Yeah, because it just kind of cuts off. Yeah, um, I figured it was too long for you guys to. <laughs> um, about halfway through, he realizes what's going on, and so then starts to lean into it. Okay, this guy's a professional. Yeah, this as guy, soon as the dancing uh, yeah. came out, yeah. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, I, that's that, like, me too. He was like, oh, you want to, you know, what, what kind of dance do you want me to do? I do this, I do this. I'm like, this has got to be a bit. Yeah. Like, this guy's got to be a, a shill. There's He's little a nuggets in there too where I was like, man, is this a bit or is this real? You know, like yeah. there's a, well, it keeps and, you questioning anyway and, and, yeah, and tell yeah, the yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. And, then yeah. Like, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure, this guy, yeah. <laughs> and, and I love the fact that it is a bit for Pedro. Yeah. You know, right? It turns into a bit for Groucho right. once he makes. Oh, right. Okay, we're dealing with somebody. Uh, okay, I'm getting. I know what's going on here. Yeah. Because Groucho's the ultimate professional. He wouldn't stop and go, "What the fuck's going on here? Why are these guys doing this to me?" No. It'd be, it'd be like, "Okay, you want to play? We're gonna play." Yeah. So. Good. Yeah. Funny. It is a fun yeah, one. That was fantastic. We didn't get Jimmy's junk for next week. We didn't. Well, and he left the house without his pocket knife. What happens if he gets robbed or Ooh, something? He, yeah. He won't Ooh. be able to defend himself. He will not. <laughs> It's it is a little bit strange being in here by I kinda wanna pee on something. It's like when mom and dad aren't home. (laughs) I know. Yeah. He marked all the bottles though. Mm. Yeah, I put a little mark. Yeah. (laughs) Call some friends over, maybe. Yeah. A pool party. Yeah. He'll be gone for at least another seven minutes. Should we get naked and take pictures on his bed? Well, I have done that before. Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Not you put your balls on a lot of stuff. I did on on good brett's uh, on good brett's <laughs> diploma from nyu to, to name one <laughs> and some beanie babies oh, that i great. found in the closet great um yeah let's wrap it up all right well this is uh hey darren oh yeah. we did oh, do we want to do junk for next week or we'll we just hold it off he's not here yeah yeah we'll just hold off yeah. yeah ah but i was gonna give the it's fine it's fine they'll remember We'll I know recap. I was gonna, I, but my my video uh, was gonna go along with the OK Go, but we're gonna talk about music yeah. again next week, yeah. so, so we'll, we'll we'll do it then. Mister Good, the good Mister Good. Well, thanks. Not for only me. do you have the greatest uh, married name in the world, <laughs> um, his wife's last name is Licorice. Ooh. So it was a good licorice wedding. Yeah, it's a good licorice wedding. Licorice good. Um, it was such a pleasure to have you here. And we, we it was, I mean, I, I really wished you would have shut the fuck up and let us talk because, yeah, um, yeah. yeah no. Um, no. These Canadians, <laughs> they never let you get in a word. Yeah, Jesus you Christ. Know. 
but no, oh, I, fucking jeez, boy. You Americans. you are you are a bozo that we would like to have on, especially since you live so close. Uh, like to have it more often, so uh, yeah. We, we, you reach out anytime you want to come on. It's been wonderful having you. I, here. I mean, I, I'll come for the free food. There you go. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's why most that's people. That's why we continue it was fantastic. to do this podcast. Oh. Uh, is there? Uh, do you have anything upcoming and or things that you uh, would like to plug, or where people um, might want to find you and or? Set oh, things? we're doing another. Well, we're nothing's official yet, but uh, February 29th, we're supposed to be doing a twelve thirty show, but. Is there a uh, is like can people follow that on Instagram and whatever twelve thirty clowns? I think twelve thirty clowns. Okay, at twelve thirty clowns. Okay, I believe, but I'm not sure where we're at we'll, with we'll, that yet. We'll find <laughs> out. Where you'll let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll call in. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks this for the greetings. Oh, yeah. Uh, this has been Two Characters in a Clown.com. If you want to find out any information about us or our guests or our junk, go to Two Characters in a, two characters in a Clown.com or follow us on the socials, which are on. We have, uh, we, I'm assuming we have an X. I don't, I'm we have not X. involved in that. We have anymore. an X. It's uh, Three Libidos. And it's at Three Libidos. Instagram at Two Characters in a Clown.com. Yep. It's not dot .com, just yeah, at two characters. At two, and right. you can also Spoken drop like us an old a, man. Yeah. You can also drop us a line on our website. We have a form there you can fill out. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. Um, somebody sent us an, uh, a nice email. Shall I read it just very quickly? You should because I've forgotten it already. Uh, let me pull it up. It's, is it the one from Myra? No. Oh, this is just a. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's just from a fan, um, Michael. Love your show. The main reason is the junk. I'll never listen to your show until I watch it. Some may like some may like it switched. I think almost nobody takes the time and the effort to watch all the videos at the same time as the show. So just my take. So he actually listens to the show and pulls up the videos at the same time. Smart man. Because like, we had the whole discussion. Smart of, man. Which is why you're here today. Yeah. That's our, a, our, I've our done that before. Weird confusion. Yeah. So there's two people that watch our junk. Yes. Great. One of them is in studio. Five. That's the three yeah, of us. That's and true. That's true. Darren and Michael. But... Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Well, I'm RJ. I'm Jerry. I'm Johnny. And I'm Darren. Yeah, buddy. Bye, kids. See ya. Love you, boys. I'm Oop, boys. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. While you're still in the pink The years go by As quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself It's later than you think Your eggs are so money and you don't even know it A board of multicolored jizz I'm entitled to every role that I audition for I don't know, what are you talking about?